You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. AKA Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. Helps me out a lot. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric, our newest sponsor. Simmons Electric is a huge supporter of Iowa Bike Trails. Thanks, Mike, and everyone at Simmons Electric for supporting the podcast and for supporting bikes. On this episode, it's all about biking in the state of Oregon. DJ Waldron is on the show to talk about group rides in Oregon he's been part of, along with some rides on the old bucket list. Oregon seems to have it all, with mixed elevation, scenic views, and rides that take you right to the ocean. I did a little bike riding in the Deschutes National Forest when I was in Bend a few months ago and promised myself I would make a return trip to ride some more. After talking with DJ, I think I know which rides I'll be signing up for. Anyway, here's DJ. All right, well, on the show today, we have Dave Waldron. Hi, Dave. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. So I or should I call you Murph? I was going to say I can't really call you Dave because I only know you as DJ. So I hope you don't mind if I slip up and call you DJ. Please do. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, um, this is a treat that I get to talk to DJ on the podcast because we have literally, or I have literally known DJ my entire life because he's my first cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't think we ever lived together in the same space, though, did we? Like, were we both in Iowa at the same time ever? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was there kind of grade school off and on. Okay, Um, okay. Yeah, I was there for a couple of years in grade school. Okay, but luckily, uh, my dad and your mom were siblings, and they loved each other enough that we got to see each other multiple times a year, I think throughout all of our, at least, teenage years. So I have definitely, you know, I feel like I know you pretty well. Um, I Hopefully you agree. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had some great times growing up. I remember the Good memories. Yeah. And then, really cool, we uh, ended up meeting for um, a wedding. It'd be your niece's wedding a couple months ago and realized how much cycling that we both have in common. So that's why I ended up getting you on the podcast. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. First off, um, I know this, but Tell the listeners where you live and a little bit about the cycling culture there, because this is an amazing place to live and be on a bike. Yeah, I, I'm in Westland, Oregon, which is kind of a suburb of Portland. So it's technically you would think of it as Portland, Oregon. And and yeah, cycling's a pretty big deal here in Portland. Uh, has been for, for quite a while. We've got a very strong cycling community Um I mean, this, this, the city um, is, is focused on encouraging that. In fact, since I've lived here, which has been about 19 years now, um, you know, they've done a lot of uh, um, adding bike lanes. We've got a lot of paved bike trails that are dedicated, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then they do a lot of, uh, um, most recently, where they've closed actually lanes, that, you know, streets that used to be two lanes for cars, They've gone to one lane for cars and added a, a full dedicated 
bike lane to bikes. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff uh, that's been going around Portland for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I follow a couple of groups and pages on social media that are specific to Portland biking. And maybe it's just the photos that I see, but it seems like uh, vehicles and bicyclists get along really well together on those streets you just mentioned. They do for the most part. I mean, um, it's it's kind of funny. Our, our cycling culture got so strong there for a period. Um, the, the cyclists tended to be sort of uh, uh, causing some of the problems because they would be uh, uh, very assertive, thinking they own the, the road, and oh. some motors would get upset. And so there's a little bit of that stuff going on. I'm mm-hmm. sure that happens in a, in a lot of cities. But overall, the, the nice thing with Portland is that the motorists are used to having a lot of bikes on the roads. So mm-hmm. They're fairly tolerant and and for the most part look out for bikes when i when i travel in southern oregon and sometimes i'll bring my bike down there with me and and uh, i go out for the rides i get in some of these country roads and and i'm a little nervous because down there there just aren't as many cyclists and and these cars just aren't used to looking out for them when they go ripping around a corner so uh i always feel a lot more comfortable cycling around the portland area. Right. And then the other thing to think about, you know, when you see a a large volume of cyclists in like a Portland area, most of those cyclists are also drivers of vehicles. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they have that mindset of when I'm in my car, I still need to be aware of my surroundings and the cyclists that are out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, and I, I do that myself as well when I'm in my car and I, I see a couple of guys on bikes. I'm always want to make sure I leave plenty of space when I pass them or mm-hmm. slow down and be, you know, because I'm I'm thinking about that. So yeah, we see that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and the one funny thing about Portland is, if you ever come down here during the rush hour, there's a rush hour for bikes. Oh. Because wow. so many people <laughs> cycle into work, and that's a real big thing. And, and even during during the winter when it's raining, people put their work clothes in in waterproof bags and they cycle in. And, I mean, they're really dedicated to that stuff. But if you hang out in downtown Portland, it's crazy. And I learned this when I was a runner, and I used to run downtown a lot, is, uh, man, I'd try to avoid the rush hour because there would be just a wall of bikes coming from downtown going to some of the suburbs. I wish I could see that in my community. That is so awesome. <laughs> and of course, Portland, we've got the naked bike ride too. Which is, you know, uh, I was going to participate in. <laughs> I literally was going to bring that up, and I'm like, do I really want to know if my cousin has ridden his bike naked? But now I know. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't done that. I I, I did a, a um, well a bare buns run, which was a naked 5k run, but I've never done the bike ride. So, <laughs> but that's another story. We'll we'll leave for another time. Yeah, and I was going to say if if people are interested, they can probably Google the naked bike ride in yes. Portland. And yes. I maybe would have done it, you know, like 30 years ago before cell phones and photos were a thing, you know, and in. Facebook, but there's no way in heck I would do it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think back to, you know, I know that you cycle now and I you have some events coming up that we're going to talk about, but have you always been a cyclist or did it, you know, did you find the love again as an adult? Well, you know, I, I dabbled in it when I was in high school. Um, you know, I, I thought of myself as uh, uh, I bought a really nice Trek bike. I remember saving my money from my jobs in high school and had this beautiful bike. I had a friend and we, you know, we'd ride right up to uh, Sun River and back. And you got, you know, unfortunately, the bike got stolen when I was in college. Ah. And I just never really got back into it. So, um, no, it's something that, that I, honestly, I didn't start doing until about five or six years ago. I got back into cycling. 
And what what sparked it? Like a lot of people will say, "Oh, I was a runner, and then my knees hurt." Are are you that guy too? I'm that guy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. so what happened is, you know, I was big time into running in my 40s, and I was doing marathons and and half marathons. I was part of a running club, just really living, eating, breathing, running. And then uh, um, during my running career, I I thought, yeah, I'd like to to broaden out a little bit. So I decided to try a couple of triathlons. Mm-hmm. My sister was doing triathlons, my brother-in-law. And, um, and so I thought, well, I, I better get a bike. And I had a buddy who had a, had an older bike that, that he wasn't using anymore. So he, he loaned it to me. And, um, so then I decided to start riding, riding and training and, and, uh, ended up doing my first triathlon. So I guess triathlons were kind of the gateways to, yeah. it's kind of like the gateway drug for cycling, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. It was pretty funny though, cause I thought, I, I actually thought running would be my strongest suit, but swimming ended up being my strongest oh. uh, suit. But, but definitely when I got on that bike, uh, I mean, all those people I was passing, you know, in the swim, Boy, I got on the bike and they'd be ripping by me. So it was definitely not my strongest <laughs> suit. When, uh, <laughs> and those triathlons, I don't know if you've ever done one, but they put they put your age on your calf. I don't, and I don't know why they do that. They ride it on your calf. So you'd be cycling along. You go see something go ripping by you. Like, oh, yeah, they're 32. You know, no big deal. And then all of a sudden you see some lady go ripping by me. And she's I'm like, what? 64? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's I have done uh, a ton of sprint triathlons, which is the you know the shortest version of a triathlon. But um, mm-hmm. I gave up on it. I am not a runner, but at least during the running portion, you can walk if you really want to. But that swim, man, you either <laughs> you either swim it or you drowned or a boat you know, drags you out. So I, yeah. <laughs> I am just not a fan. And I think it was mostly because of all the, the creatures in the body of water I'd be swimming in, you know, like you'd, I think it was maybe seaweed that I was actually feeling, but in my, you know, in my <laughs> imagination, I had like eels and snakes and leeches stuck to me and it was not true, but it, I, yeah, my triathlon days, uh, I think are over. <laughs> Yeah, the, the swimming, you know, I did a little bit of swimming when I was in middle school, some competitive swimming. And uh, so I, I mean, I can say I, I at least know how to how to swim. Yeah. And so it did, that didn't bother me that much. Um, and nowadays they have, um, I forget what they call them, the kind of duathlons where you do just a swim in the bike. Oh, okay. And, and then skip the run portion. So I was, I was thinking about doing that. Um, now that, so what happens in running, I started to get, consistent knee pain and we thought it was ligament damage at first and uh and eventually after two years of running in pain i we've an mri confirmed that i got no more cartilage left in my left knee so Mm. i had to give up running yeah yeah and so then i just started to concentrate on cycling because it's low impact and i could still do it pain-free and and uh, and i do enjoy it excellent and when i was there in oregon to visit family including you uh you brought your bike with you so it was Mm -hmm. really cool that um, I didn't actually get to I only saw the bike on top of your car but it was just cool that you you know decided to travel to see family but then also brought your bike to get a ride in which segues into the event I wanted to talk about because you were actually Mm -hmm. training for it Mm -hmm. and I think it's called ride the rim but you'll have to tell me yeah, ride the rim. Um, it's this will be the third time I'm going to do it. It's a it's a Crater Lake National Park. It's uh, Oregon's only national park, mm. and um, 
what it is, it's a, a huge lake at the top of a volcano. Um, I guess if you go, the story is a, the volcano exploded and, and kind of took the top off, and then the crater filled in with water. And it's actually, I think, the deepest lake mm. in the world or U.S. I can't remember exactly. Um, but anyway, it's a really cool spot, and they have a road that goes all the way around the lake. And so twice a year, um, two weekends in a row in September, they, they close the majority of the road to cars, and they just open up to bikes. Oh, and nice. You could run it, too. I mean, I've seen people walking and running it, but, but it's a pretty good distance. It's 33 miles total around the loop. So it's uh, it's just a fun fun destination thing to do. It's very, very, uh, even though the distance isn't long, 33 miles, it's a real challenge because of the elevation mm. climb. Mm. Um, if you look at the, the map, I don't know if you've seen it on the website, the, the elevation looks like, a, like shark's teeth. You know, it's like a thousand foot climb. 800 foot drop, 1,000 foot climb, 800 oh foot gosh. drop. And it's like up and down, up and down about four or five times. So, and you're starting at 6,000 feet elevation. So you're already at a high elevation and you go up to 7,400, I think is the is the peak. So you're definitely up in the mountains. So it's a thinner air, very challenging. But, you know, first time I did it, I was, I was fairly intimidated mm-hmm. and it's really ended up not being as difficult as uh, as i thought and maybe it's because i live living in portland it's a very hilly around here so mm-hmm. you just can't go out for a, a bike ride with any kind of distance without hitting a lot of hills mm-hmm. so i already had a lot under my belt but um but it wasn't too bad i mean and so every you just got to put your head down and get up to you know three four mile climb and then you know you got three or four miles on the other side so it's just straight downhill yeah <laughs> yeah recover well, and you were telling me about it, um, and so I, you know, I just looked up the actual event, and I'm like, oh, ride the rim. That sounds really uh, simple. You know, you get to the top, and then you just cruise around, and then you go back down, and then, like you mentioned, I, I saw that it is not flat. I mean, you are definitely, um, you know, you have to train for this event. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people that'll do it. And I've seen guys out there on mountain bikes, you know, and shorts and flip flops and, and, but, it, but it's going to take them five, six hours to get around the ramp. Right, uh, right. So I, I feel for those guys. <laughs> we have a lot of aid stations. It's very well supported. Um, a third of it ha- still will have cars. So there's about a mm-hmm. nine mile stretch with cars. And if you opt not to do that, they have a shuttle bus. So you can start at the South rim ride around i guess that would be counterclockwise and then they'll pick pick you up there and they'll shuttle you to your car oh okay um or you could you know vice versa you could do it the opposite direction too um but the both time we've done it we've chosen to do the whole thing and yeah. the nine miles with the cars you just you know grit down and get through it sure yeah and are you planning to do it this year yeah all yeah. right so coming up yeah it's coming Coming up in September, I'm I'm a little behind in my training, I'll have to admit, but uh, <laughs> so I might be a little slower this year, but we'll get through it. <laughs> awesome! And it's fun. It's a fun destination event too. I do it. Uh, I've done it consistently with a, a friend of mine. Um, he's actually my my daughter's father-in-law, and and the last time we did it, uh, the wives came along and and they went hiking while while we rode, mm. and we're going to do that again this uh this time and we make it a weekend event and go wine tasting and go out to dinner and it's just a a a cool cool place excellent so everyone after they're done listening to this needs to google crater lake national park and ride the rim ride the rim yeah absolutely Awesome. Awesome. awesome place to visit 
A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. And another uh, ride that you mentioned when we were talking was Reach the Beach. And I wanted to, you know, have a have you tell the listeners a little bit about that event. Yeah, that's a, I had a, a, another cycling friend that, that wanted to do that. And he encouraged me to, to sign up for it. It's it's, uh, it's a fundraiser for um, American Lung Disease. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, they, um, uh, it goes from basically Portland, Oregon to the beach. And it goes finishes at Pacific City. And the cool thing is if you do the whole ride, it's 100 miles. So it's a century. Oh, okay. And that's what, what we originally signed up to do. But, but you can join at different parts. There's like you can sign up and do 70 miles, you can do 50, or even if you want, just do 30 miles. So there's different starting points. And when you register, you know, if you're not that strong of a cyclist but you want to participate, mm-hmm. then you can say, like, I'll just do the 30. And then that means your start time's a little later in the day. You need to start there and, and join the group. And at the end, at Pacific City, they've got a big, party beer garden um it's it's kind of a uh, i didn't show you this picture but the what, what everybody does at the end is you just go out on the beach and you hold your bike up above your head oh, you know, okay get, yeah get the picture i'll have to send you the picture of that of us doing that and when you say and, reach, reach the beach you're literally talking about the ocean right oh yeah oh yeah. cool yeah so from portland oregon and it's and you think you've got to cross the um the cascade range so there's a little bit of hill climbing in there as well uh, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's, certainly I would consider it uh, not as as much of a hill climbs as as you got with cradle, with the Cradle Lake ride. Mm-hmm. And I did um, look up the event on the internet, and it's been going on for over thirty years. So that's a, like a well oiled event. Oh yeah, they're they're really well organized, mm-hmm. and you can opt, I think, to to sign up to get lunch halfway through, and there's like a nice break setting, and there's music going, and you get some food and, and join in. Now, what happened with me is my, my buddy did the whole hundred, but I uh, had a business meeting that was uh, on the East Coast, and my flight got me back at uh, boy well after midnight the night before. Mm. So I decided to, getting up at a seven a.m. start and doing a bike in a hundred miles just just wasn't in it for me. So I ended up doing the seventy mile stretch. So I, I met him about. Uh, three quarters of the way so i just waited for him at that aid station when he came through Mm -hmm. we joined in together and we rode the rest of the way to the beach and then he ended up uh he he rented a place down there so which was great because then we could shower and and then go hit the the beer gardens but uh, um i i didn't so it's close enough you can just drive home afterwards yeah yeah well, um, so those are two amazing events that, you know, really showcase Oregon. Uh, any dream rides that you, like, are on your bucket list? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a New Jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code Primal Murph to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Well, I mean, uh, I've always wanted to do Cycle Oregon, which is, uh, it's an event that that has, the route changes every year, Mm -hmm. but it's about a two or three day event. I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. Um, But but that one, they'll pack your stuff in your tent and and move it for you. You just have to cycle, so you don't have to carry anything with you. And it's pretty expensive. 
And I just haven't gotten around to, to looking into it and signing up for it. But that's one I've always thought I'd like to do mm-hmm. at some point. Um, so, and they, they changed change the, it's, I guess, probably similar to Ragbri. In, in Iowa. Yeah, it sounds like it, especially if you, uh, you know, if they're hauling your gear. So it's like a, an outdoor camping event. Um, mm-hmm. Those are always like just fun in itself, much less uh, the views that you get while you're riding. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, so that one's always been on my radar. And I, I'm, I know I get emails from them. So I signed up for their, their list. So mm-hmm. one of these years, uh, I'll have to sign up and do that. And then the other one, I had another friend that was always bugging me to try and do is the, um, they call it the STP. It's mm-hmm. Seattle to Portland. Ooh. Right? And that just, uh, you, you go take back roads and you just go from Seattle to Portland. And that's a two day event. Um, if you do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I but. think, um, I looked, uh, let me think if I remember, um, Cascade bike club, I think is who sponsors the STP one. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Wow. I might have to put those on my list. I I really like the cycle organ idea, but then also Seattle to Portland. I mean, that's that just sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. I've heard it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously now when you're on your bike, you're probably thinking more about training for the upcoming ride the rim. But what is it that you enjoy about cycling? You know, I I. Um, I mean, cycling, it's a lot like when I got into running is that I could pick and choose. Do I want to have it as a social event mm-hmm. where, I, where I meet up with two or three buddies and we just go out for a ride? And afterwards, we, you know, if it's in the morning, we'll grab coffee. If we're midday, maybe we'll go have a beer afterwards. And just it's just a great social activity. Yeah, definitely. And so I'll do that often. But sometimes, you know, you just feel like chilling on your own. And so sometimes I'll just get out there by myself and I've got my favorite routes, routes that I like to do. And I just, you know, get out there in the trees. And the cool thing about Portland is, is I can choose to go take a downtown route and go see the city and climb up through there. And Portland's so beautiful. There's a lot of just really uh, gorgeous roads with trees and Mm -hmm. views you can go on. I could do that. Or I could choose to go the other direction and go into the country. And then I'm biking by, cows and climbing hills and out farming land and uh, go out in the forest. So there's just so many options available to you. And that's what I love about it. But that's the thing that in- intrigues me is, is uh, uh, you know, I can pick and choose. Do I want to do something on my own or do I want to meet up with a bunch of, bunch of friends? Yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of living in such a beautiful place, but then also having like-minded friends who mm-hmm. like to cycle. So like you said, you know, I'm the same way where sometimes I'll just go by myself and take my time. Sometimes I'll go fast. Uh, I've gotten into gravel riding because here in Iowa, you know, most gravel roads, actually there's thousands and thousands of miles of gravel, but it's also really low traffic. So uh, that's really peaceful as well. Yeah, the one thing you know, I I haven't really ever gotten into is mountain biking, and I know that's big around here. Um, I do have a mountain bike, and I'll go out. The gravel roads sound great, but when you start jumping logs and <laughs> right. going down rocks and cliffs and stuff, I'm like, ah, eh, you know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I need don't, to break bones be, at this point in my exactly. life. Exactly, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be clipped into a bike jumping logs but some people are really into that love it yeah (laughs) right right yeah 
When you are uh, training for your events, you know, you mentioned all the different um, scenery that you can see. Are you mostly on trails or are you uh, the kind of guy that kind of is like, all right, I'm going to share the road with traffic and hope for the best? Yeah, mostly um, sharing the road and hope for the best. Um, it, it does, you know, it, it, it does worry me at times. Um, I and, and I had a, a friend that from college who just had a car turn in front of him and he was an accident. looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, um, but I've always had, you know, been well lit up in the back of my bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking now I, I need to get a light for the front because, mm-hmm. you know, this person just didn't notice him and turned in front of him. And, and uh, I think the best wearing the bright clothing, being lit up as much as you can just to try and, and uh, um, you know, so make yourself visible and seen Yeah, can help a lot, but it doesn't make me nervous. Um, you know, the, the bike paths around here are great. And there's some routes where I'll do, and maybe half of it's on dedicated bike lanes, but oftentimes they're kind of flat. <laughs> and uh, I want to get up and get some hills yeah. in me and get a good workout in, get the heart rate up. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you say the word hills and I, I, from my time in Oregon, those hills are much, much steeper than here in Iowa. And you know, Iowa is not flat, but I laugh mm-hmm. when you say hills and then I'm like, oh, that's like a 7% grade. Some of those, those are steep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if you have any advice, but if people are listening to this and like, oh my gosh, so I got to go to Oregon and ride my bike. Um, any advice you'd give somebody who maybe wants to get back into biking at an, you know, over 50 and they haven't yet? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the, you know, you mentioned earlier, just finding some like-minded uh, people to ride with. And, and if you don't know anybody, look up a, a club. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I haven't done that with cycling yet. I know there's a lot of cycling clubs around um, that do group rides and all meetups and all kind of stuff. But when I was running, that was a really important thing for me um, because I was newly single and, um, you know, I was out there and I was starting to, starting to run. I mm-hmm. wanted to get into shape. And I was out there by myself quite a bit. And then I, after doing a couple of races, I realized I'm standing by myself and there's groups of people out there having fun and talking. I said, I need to make some running friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I got on Google and, and uh, uh, found a local running club, joined that, made some lifelong friends and, and, uh, uh, it just so happens that I already have some built-in buddies that I ride with, um, and they're in they're you know we're mostly about the same level. Um, mm-hmm. Every now and then, the, uh, you know, I've got one one buddy who likes to push it a little bit, and that's great. It gets me out of my comfort zone, but I always have to be a little cautious if we're heading out for a twenty-five or thirty-mile ride that could easily turn into forty-five or fifty miles oh, if I'm geez. not careful. So. <laughs> I know those people well, those kind of people. Yes. Yes. Uh well, you know, we talked about uh Ride the Rim, which is easy to Google, Reach the Beach also, uh mm-hmm. Cycle Oregon, their website is cycleorgan.com. That Seattle to Portland ride is sponsored by the Cascade Bicycle Club. Any other organizations that you want to plug while we're talking? There's uh, there was one other group that's down in the um, in the Salem area. There's a Salem Bicycle Club, oh. um, and I did one of their rides called the uh, Peach of a Century that went through the Willamette Valley. So that was kind of a cool little mm. spot. And it seemed seemed sort of like reach the beach. You could do a uh, hundred miles or seventy six or sixty six miles. I mean, they had you know different uh, uh, 
levels. So I don't know them well. I just went down there just to do the ride yeah. uh, for fun. But, but they, they seemed like a cool group. Peach of the Century was, was uh, uh, <laughs> that was that crazy ride where uh, uh, we were going through the farmland and the Willamette Valley. And then all of a sudden you, you start to smell marijuana. You're like, oh. wow, what's going on? <laughs> no and you way. turn the corner and here's this big pot farm, a, you know, like a CBD farm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, it's like it's something you're just not used to seeing. You know, now that, that marijuana is legal in, in Oregon, yeah, yeah. they have these huge farms. And they, they have signs out that they're not the kind with the THC. And yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, I wonder if you can get a, a contact high from breathing in the plant. You know what I mean? Like, what? as you pedal by, did you get super, <laughs> yeah, super relaxed and started thinking about, like, you know, soft thoughts? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so, but I'll tell you, it did smell. It's like, whew, those stinky farms. Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll put them right up there with the hog farms in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> well, DJ, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh, talking about Portland and just Oregon cycling in general. It just sounds amazing. Yeah, well, thanks. It's fine. I'm glad we got to reconnect uh, at the wedding. And, and uh, but one of these days, I just got to – throw my bike on the, on the car and drive out to Iowa. Oh my gosh, you should do it in July so you could do a couple days of rag brides. I would love that. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Thanks, DJ, for taking the time to talk about your adventures on the bike in Oregon and best of luck on your ride around Crater Lake. Also, a shout out to the rest of the family who hopefully tuned in to hear this episode. Hi to Aunt Mary, Teresa, Chrissy, Haley, Sheila, and all your families. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. I will leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from F. Scott Fitzgerald. For what it's worth, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find you're not, I hope you have the strength to start over again. Think about it.